This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, August 4th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? I'm good today. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. We just did some uh, tech support figuring out here right before the show, yeah? Yep, yep. Uh, last week I had a pretty crappy microphone buzz going on in the background. Uh, anyone who had to suffer through that, I'm sorry. I uh, thought it was this new headset that was the problem. Uh, actually, Skype just over the uh, default settings I had put on my computer to use this headset, yeah. and I wasn't smart enough to check that. Yes. Just uh, even some, though I know uh, Skype does that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just some obvious settings prompts. User error, as it often is. Yes. <laughs> yes, but we got that straightened out. Um, how'd your weekend go? Uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, played some baseball, uh, went kayaking on a lake. It was fun. <laughs> sounds pretty alright. Right on. Well, uh, we're gonna look at DFS picks for Tuesday. Got a full slate of games going on, and, uh, looked like a pitching heavy day to me. Yes. At least at first glance. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's hitter friendly, sometimes it's pitcher friendly, and I got a ton of pitchers listed I like. Uh, we should be able to find some catchers and, uh, and others as well, but yeah, we started catcher. Brad, what do you got, uh, behind the plate for Tuesday? For catcher, it's a little, uh, I'll call it top heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a few options at the, at the upper end, uh, Travis Darno, Buster Posey, Russell Martin, uh, mm-hmm. they're all, Quality catchers, uh, guys you're gonna look at pretty much every, any day that they're playing. Uh, Darnode's up against Brad Hand. I think I like that one the most on a matchup basis. Yeah. He's um, kind of just a wild lefty, doesn't really have too much command or control. Right. And Darnode, uh, I think he just come off a two hit game yesterday, so he's showing some signs of life since coming back from that disabled list. Yeah, Darno has weird backward splits, and so I don't love him against a lefty, but at the same time, Brad Hand is bad, so I don't think it's that right. big a deal. And I'm I'm not quite convinced that those backward splits are something we need to read into too much yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of been like two or three different hitters in his short career as it is. And it's so all broken up by injuries. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. injuries in there. It's it's really hard to get a read on and a good sample size that you can feel confident about with. Don't know. Right. And I wouldn't live and die by the situation splits at all because, again, Brad Hand is simply not that good. You know, and he's uh, been mostly a relief guy making this spot start. So I don't expect mm-hmm. him to go deep. The Marlins bullpen isn't great. Uh, yeah, I like Mets hitters that you like on this day. So I, I believe in Darno for sure. Um, who else do you like, uh, catcher? I think Yasmani Grandal is always a favorite of mine. Uh, yeah. gotta consider him in Philadelphia against Jerome Williams. Yeah. Uh, Williams being a pretty mediocre pitcher. Yeah. Uh, guy you could definitely exploit. A whole Dodger stack would make sense tonight. Yep. As well as, uh, you know, that bullpen again. Uh, also a good one to get into. Yep. Um, I had him. I had Darno. I had Russell Martin, who doesn't have the platoon advantage, but I think the Blue Jays will do damage against uh, Phil Hughes and the Twins. And Martin does like fly ball pitchers too, so that works in his favor. Yep, that'll be good. Um, I like AJ Pruszynski against Jake Peavy. Matt keeps bringing up uh, Pruszynski. Yeah, I don't mind it. it yeah. He's he's a guy who's going to put the ball in play, and that's what you want in a DFS lineup. And yep. he's hitting well enough. He's in the middle of the order. Yeah. I, I don't think he could ask for too much more. Yep. Won't be too expensive, hopefully. And then, um, finally, I have Steven Vogt, um, who's been 
ice cold, to be fair. Had ice, a few doubles yes. <laughs> on Monday. Um, what he's done is driven his price all the way down, depending on your format. But uh, it's been nice and cheap. And I think there's enough talent there that I don't care that he's cold. I think he could be fine. Uh, so I don't love it. But if you want to punt at catcher, that's a good place to go. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and he's, uh, he gets Miguel Gonzalez, who's competent, but not somebody to avoid. Uh, anybody else for you a catcher? Is that about do it? You could definitely consider Nick Hundley at Coors mm-hmm. Field against Fidel Nuno. Yep. And Nuno is kind of a better pitcher than he seems like at first glance. He certainly uh, can he, be. He, he, he's actually a solid guy. Uh, he's not stretched out. He's not going to go too far in this game. He's been pitching relief for most of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hundley will have the platoon advantage at least to start the game. We'll, they'll probably see the bullpen by the fourth or fifth inning. Yep. Okay, and then how about at first base? Where are you thinking of going? I got some decent names at first base. Uh, some of the better guys I've run into uh, good pitchers or they don't have the platoon advantage. Uh, example of that would be like Anthony Rizzo's up against lefty J. Happ. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, uh, you could try Mark Teixeira against Henry Owens. And we'll definitely talk about Owens more uh, when we get to pitchers. Mm-hmm. Teixeira's been pretty hot, and really this season's caught me completely off guard. I was ready to write him off. Uh, yeah. He's... Had a couple huge games at the end of Ju- July, uh, two, three for four contests, two home runs, um, massive point totals, and, uh, two games since then, not as much, but he had a home run, uh, the other night on, uh, Sunday. So he's, seems to be running hot, five home runs his last four games. It's hard to not be happy with that, for sure. You know, he's just always been an RBI and home run guy, and he's back to doing it again, I agree. Yep. He stopped being a batting average guy years ago, but not that big a deal when he's still doing that, especially at Yankee Stadium. So I agree. Nobody really quite expected this, but I'm not blown away that he still has it, especially in a, in a decent, decent Yankees lineup. Yeah, I had uh, Adrian Gonzalez mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia. There's not much explanation needed. He'll do well there against Jerome Williams. Uh, I like that Dodger stack for sure. Um, do you like Victor Martinez against Danny Duffy? I'm a little concerned with Martinez just because he's kind of admitted that there's problems with his swing. He's trying to step aside a bit and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that's something, maybe he's just giving the media an excuse for why his numbers are a little bit low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you could give Martinez a try. I wouldn't be afraid of him. I, I might want to get someone who's not as cold and has given us a reason to think there's cause for the coldness. Yeah. Uh, Martinez has a 674 OPS on the air. That's bad. Um, but he has a 912 OPS against the lefties this year. That's good. Mm-hmm. And Danny Duffy isn't great. So I like that matchup for him. But the truth is, how many at-bats is he going to get against Duffy? Two, maybe three? You know? Right. Uh, that, and then that's he gets what, that Royals bullpen. Yeah, that's what it always causes me to be hesitant when picking against the Royals. Uh, yeah. like the other week, Jeremy Guthrie just imploded against the Indians, and I wanted to pick Indians against Guthrie, and I decided not to, uh, for the most part. I think I had two still, but I decided not to because of that bullpen. It's usually going to jump in before 12 runs are scored. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like, I like Vimart in the first half of that game, you know. But uh, it's hard to be, you know, super into it. Um, on the other half of that, uh, Eric Hosmer gets Justin Verlander. And Verlander's become a pitcher you can stream against. Uh, it's sad, but it's true. Uh, he has his moments of brilliance. But, um, yeah, I like Eric Hosmer to do just fine against him. 
Um, and then Dan Straley's pitching for Houston. Are you ready to pick some Rangers to take advantage of him? Yep, I've listed Prince Fielder and Mitch Moreland here. I, yeah. I have other Rangers listed elsewhere. It's definitely a good game for looking at Texas. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I have them. Um, and then Chris Davis continues to put up his power numbers. He He's on the streak a little bit right now, um, and he gets Chris Bassett. Can you tell me much about Chris Bassett? Uh, I can tell you a little bit about Chris Bassett. If you yeah. give me a moment, I can pull up his page so I can reference some numbers while I'm doing it. Right. Uh, ERA like looks shiny. Control uh, 3.1 guy. ERA at the moment. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of strikeout stuff, and that's going to be the main thing that drives his career, I think. Yeah. Uh, more of like a Kyle Kendrick type, I would call him. Uh, not a ground ball pitcher, though. More of a fly ball pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stadium's fine for him, uh, Oakland Coliseum. It's a good place for any fly ball pitcher. They got fast outfielders. They'll run him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, he's definitely a guy you can exploit on any day. At the same time, he's also someone who probably shouldn't implode too often. Yeah. So you, you can kind of push it either way. Yeah. Yeah. Seems kind of a middle of the road guy. Certainly not bad, but also not amazing. And he's doing okay so far. Um, but I mean, Chris Davis is able to knock one out of the park against him. I feel like he's not overpowering enough to avoid. Um, so if you believe in Chris Davis and his streaky power, I think today is a, an okay day for that as well. Um, who else do you like at first base? I, I don't mind Joey Votto just on a, a talent, uh, basis against mm-hmm. John Lackey. Yep. And Lackey's a solid pitcher, uh, one of the, probably at the good end of solid and, uh, I, I still could see using Votto. The thing is, I wouldn't use too many reds, and so if you're not mm-hmm. stacking, maybe it doesn't make sense to just pick Votto by himself when he costs the save as a, a Paul Goldschmidt or a Jose Abreu. Yep. Uh, they happen to be against good pitchers, so I'm just using him as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Ortiz against Tanaka. Uh, okay. That's going to be at Yankee Stadium. You got that right field in play. Uh, mm-hmm. Tanaka will give up home runs. Uh, otherwise, very good pitcher, obviously. Yeah. So... You're hoping for that long ball. Uh, Ortiz may not get too many other opportunities to provide value if it's not going over the fence. Yeah. Chris Carter against Giovanni Gallardo. Carter likes fly ball pitchers. Uh, hits for good power against them. And, I'm sorry, he likes ground ball pitchers. Uh, that's, and, uh, 930 OPS against ground ball pitchers. And Gallardo leans that way. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Darren Ruff costs 2000 on DraftKings, which is as far as I know, the minimum. Yeah. And he's up against a lefty, Alex Wood. Yeah, I brought up, uh, or I, I thought about bringing up Darren Ruff, uh, when I think of Phillies guys getting at lefties. And I'm just like, I, I like that price for him. I like taking a flyer on him, but it's hard for me to punt first base. I feel like it's yeah, just I, kind of a position you need to hit. I think the only way you can really justify using him is if you've taken Max Scherzer and like, Jake Arietta on yeah. DraftKings, and in that case, you're spending half your budget on two pitchers. Yeah, uh, you have to get some really cheap guys in there, and then which, I think you can justify it. Can be a fun strategy for sure, but yeah, that's a punt at first base, which a guy I, I think could run into one and like sit lefties, but wouldn't feel great about it. Uh, it's hard punting your third outfield is one thing, you know, but right. punting your first base is is tough. Um, and then how about second base? Where, where are you looking at over there? There's, I got six names here. No, seven names. And six of them I feel are pretty comparable in terms of expected value today. Okay. Uh, DJ Lemayhew and Howie Kendrick are 
safe options, I'll call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hughes against Nuno, Kendricks against Williams. Uh, both are pitchers that you can take advantage of. Uh, that first game's in Coors, our game's in Philadelphia, Hitters Parks. Uh, I, I think either of them are nice and safe. Uh, not too cheap, but definitely guys you can fit into a lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also try Ian Kinsler. Uh, he's up against Danny Duffy, sure. and Kinsler's been very hot. Uh, we've talked about him a few times in the past being you know, kind of not there this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, he's just been on fire, and it's the last four games especially, he's got, let me count it up, uh, 12 hits and like 17 at-bats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't get too much hotter than that. Yeah, he has talent and hadn't showed a lot of it most of the year, but the talent's still there. Also, like Colton Wong at Great American Ballpark against Anthony DeSclafani. Uh, awesome place for power, uh, hitting in general. Mm-hmm. Wong's a, a solid hitter, uh, someone you can definitely get good use out of on a good day, and uh, he's, he's not too expensive today. He's driven his price down recently. Um, do you like uh, Anthony Rendon against Patrick Corbin? I do, and Corbin's picked up pretty much where he left off. He's looking very sharp. Yeah. Uh, command's not quite back to where it was, but that's to be expected with Tommy John. The stuff is there, though, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what's important sometimes. Uh, Rendon, obviously, very talented. His price tag is extremely low for what it is, what he is. Uh, 3400 on DraftKings. I think it's, it was below 3000 yesterday on FanDuel. I don't, don't have that up in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any case, he's inexpensive, facing a lefty, uh, top of that Nationals lineup. I could definitely see good things happening for him. Yeah, I like uh, Patrick Corbin. I, I'm excited he's back. I think he needs to be picked up in more leagues than than he has been. But there's a lot of uh, strong right-handed bats in the Nationals lineup, and so it's kind of a mm-hmm. scary matchup for him, I think. And Rendon's one of them. Second base or third base, probably, depending on your format. Uh, but, but yeah, he has my attention. Um, do you have Rugnet Odor against Sam I do. Staley? Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Rugnet's been... Very good since returning from uh, the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent him down just to get back on track, and he did. Yeah, it worked. Uh, hasn't really slowed down too much since then. Uh, occasional uh, two or three game stint without a hit, but then he'll come back and pop three. Yep. Yeah, I, I like him for sure. It should do well. Um, any other second base one for you? I would consider Cesar Hernandez against Alex Wood. Okay. And Hernandez is a switch hitter, much better from the right-hand side. I've uh, talked to Dan Farnsworth, a resident swing expert, about him. And uh, the, the swing from the left side for Hernandez, uh, very slappy, uh, almost uh, like a, a crappier version of Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just kind of putting it in play weakly. From the right side, he actually gets good leverage, can hit for a little bit of power, uh, drive some doubles and triples, and he's got that speed to take a base or two. Yeah. Okay, how about third base for you? What are you thinking? I saw a lot of options at third today. Uh, just a lot of good players with solid matchups. Uh, Nolan Arenado has Nuno at Coors. Uh, as we know, Arenado loves to hit those lefties. Yeah. Uh, he loves hitting at Coors. And yeah. Take those two together. Big play tonight. Yeah, that's a good situation for him. And the Mariners' bullpen is not special. It's fine, but it's it's not special. It could do fine uh, when Nuno doesn't go that deep into the game. Right. I like that. Um, I started with, uh, Michael Franco gets Alex Wood. It's a good one. Yeah, could do fine there. Um, he prefers lefties, so he'll do well. Um, same with Chris Bryant gets J. Happ. J. Happ making yep. his Pirates debut. So, you know, nothing not to like there. 
Uh, Brian's been cold, but I still believe I'm not worried about it. Um, how about Mike Moustakas getting Justin Verlander? I'm a little bit in a holding pattern on Verlander after that last start of his. He looked not quite vintage, but as close to that as sure. he can with he great his outing. current stuff. Yeah. And I just want to see him pitch against a, a better team against right-handed pitching, uh, before I go back to streaming against him. Yeah. See how it turns out. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm probably pessimistic on Verlander. I'm not worried about him. Um, but I also don't love Moustakis and there are better options. How about, uh, Matt Carpenter against Anthony Sclafani? Any of those yeah. Cardinals should do fine. That's a- yeah, I think any of those Cardinals, as you say, uh, Carpenter was really cold and he had a couple home runs, uh, three in two games, uh, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's back to sea level. We'll see how he responds to that. Yeah. How about, uh, I really, I like this one. Juan Uribe gets Brad Hand. Juan Uribe's actually been real good against lefties. Again, you might only be talking about two or three at bats in the game, but. Uh, one year base definitely quietly had a, a sneaky good season against lefties and the Mets are certainly going to play him. Uh, do you like that at all? I do. That's one that snuck through my, uh, filter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do like that. And the Marlins bullpen just has turned from pretty good to shaky all of a sudden. Carter mm-hmm. Caps is on the DL. AJ Ramos has turned pumpkin somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll see. I think that'll all shake out again, but for the moment, it looks like uh got a good bullpen to go after after hand. Yep. Um, who else do you like at third base? Anybody we've missed so far? Uh, Alex Rodriguez against Henry Owens, uh, making sure. his debut. That's a good uh, one. A-Rod likes fly ball pitchers, and going through Owens' minor league numbers, he leans a little bit towards fly balls. Uh, he's also a change-up pitcher, and those tend to uh, cough up fly balls. So yeah. there's two risk factors uh, that could work in A-Rod's favor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, a couple more. Uh, Josh Donaldson, I like against Phil Hughes, uh, sure. fly ball pitcher at Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of potential for power there. Obviously, that lineup's just ridiculously dynamic. Uh, <laughs> pretty much an all-star team. Yep. That's uh, righty-heavy, which is yeah, it is righty-heavy, but that's okay. You know, and, not and worried Hughes about. Hughes hasn't it. been what he was last year, so I'm less concerned about the righty-heaviness of it. Yeah, yeah, they'll be um, fine. There's Manny Machado. Um, any day you can get Manny Machado into your lineup, it's a fine option. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against Bassett today. Uh, yeah. if, if it's a bad day for Bassett, that bullpen's also pretty lousy, and uh, easily could take advantage of uh, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, only downsize the uh, O. Co. Coliseum there. Yeah, and a couple of last ones to mention: Kyle Seeger at Coors Field against John Gray, another young guy making his debut. Yep. Uh, being at Coors, I think he can think about a Mariner stack, even though he's a talented pitcher. And then uh, Adrian Gonzalez, not Gonzalez, Adrian Beltre against Dan Straley. Beltre's yep. been hot recently. Yep, coming off his third career cycle, which is particularly impressive. Yeah, he only has like nine homers on the air though. Like he's been quietly not doing that well. But yeah, I'm so- hoping this uh, recent burst is a sign of uh, better health. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he still has a lot left in the tank because he's a pretty exciting player. Um, okay. Uh, how about a shortstop? Shortstop, I had trouble. Is is a tough position usually, but uh, I had uh, Sterling Castro gets J. Hap. And on paper, you think that'd be good, him getting a lefty, but 
I, it's just hard to be excited about Starlin Castro. Does that get you going at all? It really doesn't. It sounds like the Cubs are starting to give up on him too. And yeah. That's kind of the death knell, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not good. Um, I don't know. Like I said, on paper, it should be fine. And I can see the Cubs scoring against Jay Happ, but not exciting. Um, I also have Jose Iglesias gets Dan, Danny Duffy, uh, which again, I like Iglesias against lefties. It's not amazing. He's going to be cheap, but I like him against lefties. But when you pick against Duffy, it's only for two, maybe three at bats. So, uh, not, not that exciting. Um, my option, and Matt and I joke about how we pick him every day, but uh, Johnny Peralta gets Anthony Esclafani <laughs> and the Reds' bullpen, which is bad, and Peralta doesn't have significant splits, has some pop, he's in a good lineup, but he'll be fine. Uh, he'll be productive. So uh, that's my favorite. It's not creative. It's not interesting. You could pay for Tulowitzki against Phil Hughes. He'll do fine. <laughs> I don't have any creative options. Do you, do you have anything that's a little bit more interesting at shortstop? I have a couple creative ones. Okay. Uh, before I get to them, uh, at the top, uh, you mentioned Tulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little more expensive, you can go with Carlos Correo against uh, Giovanni Gallardo. Sure. Uh, Kevin Chai Jose Reyes against Nuno at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, all top-end options. A bit pricey, but guys, you can definitely give a shot if you have the money for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheaper options, uh, two, two Mariners that you can try. Uh, Brad Miller would be the more expensive one. Yeah. Uh, he's against John Gray and he's got a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, uh, not a high average hitter and Gray's got enough strikeout stuff to make that maybe a problem today. Yeah. Matt and uh, I often mention Brad Miller also. When, when yeah. he gets a righty, he's good to go. Yep. Uh, and the other, Mariner you could try is Kettle Marte, who hit leadoff yesterday. Yeah. Uh, more of a high average guy, uh, s- someone who will steal some bases when he gets on. Uh, definitely a different type of play, and he's very cheap. Uh, at least yeah. on DraftKings, he's, I think, 2000 I'm sure he's about 2200 on FanDuel. Yeah, I read a uh, MLB.com article about him yesterday, how they're putting him in center field, and it was great because the first paragraph says... Well, he's only ever played four games of center field in the minor leagues, but they're going to try him out in center field and, and see how it goes. And then it comes up right after that with a quote from Lloyd McClendon. And he says, he played some center field in the minor leagues and he was pretty good at it. We feel good about it. And I'm just like, in four games, like, <laughs> you don't get to call that like some center field. Like, I guess you do, you know, and you feel like, I don't know. That it just reminded me of when managers are like, "Yeah, I love his history against this pitcher because he's gone like two for four against him or something." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, I'm not saying he can't play center field, but it was just weird to be like, "Yeah, he, he did it in the minor leagues." You're like, "Well, technically, yeah, he did," but you know, and you're throwing him out there in Coors Field to be like, "Here's center field in the major leagues. Good luck, have fun." So. uh we don't care about that in DFS too much. That's just the thing I read about Kettle Marte yesterday. Um, but yeah, he should be shortstop eligible because that's, you know, what he is, um, playing outfield right now. But I like that as a, a cheap wild card in, uh, in Coors Field. And if you want to roll the dice and punt in a creative way, you're right. That is a creative option at shortstop. And I think that's it for my options. Uh, Brandon Crawford against Shelby Miller, I guess, is a choice too. Yeah, it'd be fine. Miller's kind of decent and intimidating, though. Um, yeah. Okay. How about uh, outfield? Where Where are you going to start with? Uh, 
Probably I like that Dodger stack the most if I'm looking for a group of mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. Uh, being Jock Peterson, Andre Ethier, and Yasiel Puig. Yep. Uh, all of them against Jerome Williams. Sure, I love it. <laughs> yep, yep, and a bad Phillies bullpen. Go nuts. Whoever yep. relieves them isn't going to be that intimidating either. So, yeah, I wrote down all Dodgers outfielders, basically. Yep. If you w- want to pay a billion dollars, you can try Nelson Cruz at Coors Field. And yep. then his uh, teammate Seth Smith is much more affordable and much more average. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nelson Cruz is one, one of his tears. He's homered in four straight games. And if you believe in hot streaks, there you go. You know, and he gets John Gray and he gets the Rockies bullpen. There's You don't have to pay for it, but there's nothing not to like there, really. Do you like uh, Jason Worth against Patrick Corbin? It's another one of those good uh, righty bats for Washington. Usually I would. I'm Worth's a, an odd hitter. He's someone I've gotten the chance to watch pretty closely over his career. I used to be a uh, uh, much bigger Phillies fan back when uh, he was in his heyday with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of grown to be more of a national guy and follow whatever teams I feel like following in a given mm-hmm. year. But... Uh, when Worth was at his best, uh, it was still clear that he's very streaky. He makes a lot of uh, changes to his swing. Mm-hmm. And usually when he makes a change, it results in good things, but he'll go on the long 100 at bat slump before then. Uh, right now, I think he's in one of those slumps, and so I, I'm kind of staying away from where I can. Not feeling Jason Worth right now. That's fair. Yeah, and Patrick Corbin's left handed, but he's not really one that you would immediately target, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, that is worth attention when he gets a lefty. Um, same with Dexter Fowler, switch hitter, who's actually done pretty well against the lefties this year. He's gonna go against J.A. Happ, who's, mm-hmm. you know, Pirates debut, and he's okay. He's fine. But, uh, change teams for a reason. Um, how about, uh, how about Jorge Soler? There's all these really disappointing Cubs righties, and he's one of them. Do you like him against J.A. Happ at all? I think you could give him a shot. I know he's cheap on both sites, and that, factors into it, uh, looking at him as a semi-punt who has the power to hit home runs, so isn't doing it. Uh, a little bit baffling. Uh, I- I'm not quite sure why he's got so much swing and miss in his game this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like he, like, just watching him, he looks like he should be a much better player than he is, and last year he was. It's just not happening this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I see him as a guy who could benefit from some time in the minors, and... The Cubs probably would have made that decision by now if they're going to try it, mm-hmm. but I, I probably would have done that back in uh, late May or once he came back from the DL if he wasn't hitting good in two weeks. Yeah, he seems like a guy that like will be a pretty interesting buy low candidate next year. Like mm-hmm. I could see myself drafting him real late in leagues because he has a ton of talent, and it would not surprise me for him to click and suddenly figure it out. But you're right, things are not good this year. So, again, kind of like Starlin. On paper, you think you'd like him against Jay Hat, but it's been a little bit too uh, disappointing so far. I also like J.D. Martinez gets Danny Duffy, but the yep. same thing applies. You know, he could do well there, but then he's got to deal with the Royals' bullpen. So, not not as exciting. Um, I like some Cardinals guys against Dace Clefani. Matt Holiday's out, but Jason Hayward and Randall Gritchick are still in there. And I could see them doing just fine. It's just an exploitable team. It's a good ballpark. Mm-hmm. Anthony Desclafani's competent, but not worth avoiding. Uh, and the Reds bullpen's bad. So, go nuts. Yep. Um, I, I like Steven Piscotti, too, from that group. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that's uh, that's interesting. 
Um, like Ioannis Cespedes gets brand hand, talking about yep. the Mets. Uh, I was looking at the Mets lineup for a good righties and saw Juan Uribe, uh, and there's Travis Darnell. Then, oh yeah, Ioannis Cespedes now. Uh, <laughs> should do just fine. He's going to Miami and, uh, it's worth picking there for sure. If you want to get real deep and real creative, you gotta make sure he's in the lineup. Um, Drew Stubbs could get Vidal Nuno. And I love Drew Stubbs last year, uh, against lefties, had a huge OPS, uh, at home had a huge OPS. And so when those moons align, I'm really like that. But this year he's also been just real disappointing. So it's hard for me to really endorse. He'd be really cheap. You gotta make sure he's in the lineup and he might leave the lineup as soon as Nuno, uh, leaves the game. But Drew Stubbs has my attention at least. Um, and I brought him up before. But you'd have to be feeling really creative. Maybe in some big GPP. And you're hoping he goes off. Because not many people are going to pick Drew Stubbs. Um, but on paper, again, I like this situation. Uh, I have Michael Brantley. Gets Matt Shoemaker. Yep. Uh, Matt Shoemaker has been pretty whatever. And I don't know. Michael Brantley is like the, the last real good left-handed bat there uh, in the Cleveland lineup that I'm thinking of right now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Carlos Santana is a switch hitter. Uh, so that um, works, too. And he's been disappointing at times this year. And uh, Kipnis now in the DL, and Brandon yep. Moss is gone. And it's just Brantley. It's going to be carrying a load there, but it should do fine. Um, yeah, any other outfielders that stick out to you? Uh, Carlos Gomez and Preston Tucker against Gallardo. Uh, okay, I can see that for sure. Gomez doesn't have the platoon advantage. Tucker does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too concerned about that. Per se, uh, Gomez is good against uh, fly ball pitchers. Uh, I mean, ground ball pitchers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tucker's not been around long enough to really have numbers, but he's got the platoon advantage there. Yeah, and he's been good. He's been good. So. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, let's get to all these pitchers. Of <laughs> sure. which there are plenty to run down. There's a lot of options to go here. Uh, let's start at the top um, with Henry Owens making his debut. Changeup guy, lefty. Interesting guy. Uh, what do you got on Henry Owens? So, as I mentioned, changeup guy, uh, compares favorably, uh, repertoire wise to Cole Hamels. Uh, so I would say, you know, Hamels or Johan Santana's the, uh, ceiling. Right. Uh, obviously you're gonna be looking at probably, you're probably gonna be looking at something quite a bit less than that. Uh, command and control isn't quite where Hamels is yet. And, uh, if you look at his AAA numbers, they're not too impressive. Uh, 316 ERA with 7.58K per nine, uh, mm-hmm. 4.12 walks per nine. Uh, been better recently, and that's what's earned him the promotion. Uh, he's got the strikeouts above an it, K per inning. Uh, walks are down under three per game. And, uh, ERA's down under three too. Yeah. So, he's pitched well lately, and, if you're going to be picking him today, you're going to hope that trend continues against the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, Yankee Stadium's a scary risk for him, uh, being a small park, uh, change of pitcher, slight fly ball tendencies, uh, a couple could leave the yard. Yeah. I'm not sure I would go with him today on Tuesday, but it's definitely one of those where almost in every league he needs to be grabbed. You know, <laughs> maybe not your shallowest leagues, but you need to at least pay attention to him too. Yeah. So, has a lot of potential. Could have a big yes. future. Uh, so go, go take a flyer on him if you have the bench room for it. Um, and then watch this game. Could be good. Do you like Tanaka against the Red Sox at all? 
Yeah, I don't mind it, uh, especially because Owens is such a risk-reward type guy. Uh, Tanaka could end up with an easy win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reds line, Red Sox lineup is just really disappointing this year. They're yeah. supposed to carry the team and uh, barely uh, keeping their heads above water in the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. Mm, a ton of talent and potential in that lineup that just has not done much, you know. Just kind of a nope. disappointing team in general. Would it shock you if they were all of a sudden good next year? Oh, not at all. I yeah. almost expect it. Yeah, a lot of that team could straighten things out next year, but this is not their year so far. Um, so Tanaka could do okay there. We mentioned Patrick Corbin. He has my attention. I like him going to Washington. Um, but there's there's just too many other good options is the thing. He could do there- just fine. There's a Max Scherzer on the other side yeah, of that matchup. Yeah, gotta gotta do that. Uh, would you consider Max Scherzer? The D-back score runs fairly well. Um, he's obviously good enough to beat them, but if I'm yeah, gonna pay for I would, an ace, I kind of want to get good value. I would take Scherzer over, say, uh, like Chris Sale and Chris Archer are facing each other today, and uh, both teams are kind of hitting well right now, and. Uh, so if you're looking for an ace and you're thinking about Sale, Archer, Scherzer, he's got the best matchup of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I think it makes more sense to go down to Jake Arrieta. Yeah. Uh, just slightly cheaper than all of them. Uh, same awesome skill set. He's pitching in Pittsburgh, yeah. which much better pitchers park than all the others. And yeah. he's Jake Arrieta. <laughs> much less frightening matchup. Yep, I agree. So you're not crazy if you go Scherzer, but I'm not where I would go. You mentioned Arietta, I like that a lot. How about Marco Estrada against the Twins? I I, I have trouble buying into Marco Estrada because <laughs> he's terrifying. Yeah, I feel okay about it with DFS. Uh, like I'm, he's not a guy I would go out and draft in a traditional fantasy league, and even just like a roto league, I'm worried about using his starts because I know he can give up four home runs and just right. ruin my ratios all by himself. But against the Twins in Toronto, yeah. Yeah, against the Twins, you know, I, I think you could go for it at DFS. Uh, I'm looking at his price tag on DraftKings at 6300 mm-hmm. Uh Definitely affordable. Uh, you can fit in a lot of good hitters if you're going with him and kind of hoping for the best. Uh, I don't know. I, I might even prefer to try Justin Verlander, to be honest. Uh, same okay. price tag uh, against the Royals or really feisty lineup, but mm-hmm. also... Uh, no, not the most terrifying at the same time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Verlander has his moments of putting it all together. It's definitely yeah, it, it's the same kind of risk-reward <laughs> type package to me. Okay, I could see it. I'm not sure I would do it, but I can see it. I, I respect that. Um, how about John Lackey going to Cincinnati? Why not, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good take on it. Why not? Uh, I do worry about some of the Reds' power hitters. I mentioned Joey Votto as a possible guy I could start. Todd Frazier is always a risk for home runs. Uh, Marlon Bird can connect with some. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's guys who can ruin a, a, a day for a, a good pitcher like Lackey. Yeah, I, I like him. Um, Chris Archer gets the White Sox once again. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pay for it, but that's a pretty good matchup. Not a great uh, stadium, but a but a good matchup. I could see him uh, doing just fine. Uh, and then Chris Sale on the other side though is kind of a problem. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's not the great matchup, at least on the mound. Chris Sale's good enough to beat absolutely anybody, undoubtedly, but Tampa Bay is actually really good against left-handers. Yeah, they're, they're sneaky good. Uh, yeah. something like the 
fourth best team, I think, against yeah. lefties this year. Depends on your metric, but yeah, they're they're good against lefties. Um, I'm not sure it means that I would have would avoid sale, but again, if you're gonna pay full price, you want a good matchup, and it's not. So I don't, you know, you might only get a really good start out of them instead of an amazing <laughs> start. So, uh, but you're gonna you're gonna pay for the amazing start. So. I don't know. You wouldn't be crazy for taking Chris Sale at all, but I would go elsewhere. You have more options. Um, and then John Gray also making his debut. Can you give us a rundown on John Gray at all? Are you a John Gray expert? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert on him. Uh, the main thing, and he's someone who who's almost flown under my radar just because I know he's going to be pitching in cores all the time, mm-hmm. and I know that's going to prevent me from feeling comfortable picking him up at any point. Uh Guy is obviously good stuff. Uh, we'll see how it plays in uh, a course field, but it can hit work upper 90s, and that you know helps. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's got the stuff to give you like a bounce strikeout per inning, uh, maybe three walks per nine. I'm still expecting ERA above four. And that's pretty much the the final final death toll uh, with uh, with a pitcher in course. Uh, just. You're going to feel some pain. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, I wouldn't pick him up as quick as I'd pick up Henry Owens, but I think he's right. worth a flyer in your, your deeper formats too. Keeper has, leagues too. Yeah. He has a ton of talent. He could do well, but I'm not buying it immediately. Uh, I remember when Eddie Butler was a guy worth keeping an eye on. <laughs> he was also a Rockies prospect, you know, and he still could straighten things out. His career is pretty young, but he hasn't done anything as a major uh- leaguer. I was talking about Butler yesterday, and I'll try not to go on too long about this just because it's off topic, but he's a guy who looks like a really good pitcher. Has, hasn't really done that in the minor leagues, like mm-hmm. since A-ball. Uh, he had a good 2013 season, and last year he was just not good at every level he pitched. Mm-hmm. And this year he's not good at every level he's pitched, and he hasn't translated up the ladder. And although he looks like a pitcher, it's just not there. Yeah. And maybe it'll come eventually. He's still very young. He's got the stuff. Uh, he still has to piece it all together. Yeah. There, there's not, yeah, hasn't shown it, but he used to be one of those prospects up there with John Gray. Not quite that level, but they were like, yeah, Butler and Gray are going to come save yep. the Rockies rotation. Yeah. He had the same hype. That's for sure. Yeah. And you're like, all right. You know, so, I mean, I don't know. I, prospects man especially pitching prospects <laughs> you never know so they're worth i mean it's worth taking a flyer on but last year I, I took a flyer on eddie butler and it went nowhere and owens and gray might not go anywhere either but uh keep an eye out on it it'll, it'll be cool to see their debut so yeah um any other pictures for you i, I, did yeah, I got a few rundown. more i did a big I, rundown I but it, i'm sure you have some i don't i, I think speaking generally uh for today uh, all the guys for the most part even the really expensive ones, there's minor problems in their profile, but there's also upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be said about, like, 22 pitchers today. Uh, you can justify going in any number of directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more that I like, and I won't go too deeply into them. Uh, Carlos Carrasco against the Angels. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just a huge Carrasco fan. I can't get over it. Yep. <laughs> it's going to take some uh, changes in his peripherals before I give up on him. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wood against the Phillies, uh, them being the Phillies. Uh, they, they actually have a nice, neat little stack against lefty pitching, yep. but I can still also see going after them. Yep, they can hit lefties, but they're also still not great. Yeah. Right. Uh, J- 
John Neese against the Marlins. Uh, that lineup's uh, a little empty of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Kashner against the Brewers. They just dealt away two of their better hitters. Yeah, back to back to Nice. I definitely went to the Marlins lineup to be like, yeah, who can pick on a mediocre lefty? And I was like, oh my goodness, like who can? Yes. Like who, uh, <laughs> Martin Prado? Like there's not, yes, there's not about it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I could see uh, Nice doing okay. He's not exciting, but you're right. The matchup's just good. So. Uh, I don't know. That's more of a statement on the Marlins than the Mets <laughs> or than John Neese. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Kashner too. It's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're not crazy there. Um, Milwaukee's gonna start, you know, packing it in pretty soon. Yep. And, uh, there's other guys you can give a look at. Uh, like I mentioned, Verlander, he wasn't even a guy who made it on my list, but I think he can justify using him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he can justify using, uh, Really, uh, a bunch of guys, uh, Jake Peavy against the Braves, uh, Jay Happ against the strikeout prone Cubs, um, maybe even Miguel Gonzalez against, uh, the Athletics. Yeah, they've been cold at times also, so, uh, yeah, a lot of pitching options for sure, uh, which isn't always the case, but there's a lot of matchups I like. So you might just try and find something cheap that you like okay, you know, like we're saying Estrada is fairly cheap or Verlander is very cheap, would not be crazy. And I think we agree our favorite ace today is uh, Jake Arrieta. Yep. But uh, I'm fine with Chris That's Archer. my top choice. <laughs> yeah. Chris Archer of the White Sox, too. There's no reason he can't do well. So, um, great. Well, that should about do it for us for Tuesday. Uh, Brad, you got anything else to run down before we get out of here? Uh, I think that about covers it. Looks like a dry day. Should get all 15 games in. Cool. Uh, Brad can be found on Twitter at BaseballAteam. He writes all over the Internet about fantasy baseball. So, uh Lots of stuff to read from him, um, including the Daily Grind here at Rotographs, which is always helpful. Um, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and yeah, we like to hear from you with your fantasy questions and your Field of Streams feedback, and uh, yeah, anything you want to talk to us about on Twitter. So make sure to hit us up. We'd like to hear from you. That should do it for us. I'll be back tomorrow with Matt uh, with more DFS stuff, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.